So uh, this week, uh, I've got my buddy Adam Wathen on uh, for the show. Um, Herman is actually got a little sick, and uh, hopefully he's going to be back soon. But uh, in the meantime, just uh, would would love it if you could keep him in your in your thoughts and prayers. Um, but uh, for now, uh, I talk a lot about my business with my buddy Adam. We just had a, a fun week in uh, Vegas with some other friends where we, we talked about business, and so I thought it would be fun to bring him on and, uh, yeah, just uh, shoot the breeze for a little bit. So thanks for coming on, Adam. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, dude. I am uh, an avid listener. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen your face so much the last two weeks. It's like, uh, you know, it's like I'm becoming the work wife here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, but uh, it was actually, it was really cool being in Vegas and just, talking about stuff because uh, <laughs> a couple times you were like, yeah, I listen to these episodes and I'm just like screaming at you in the podcast, <laughs> which I've heard people say to me before about uh, our technical podcast when we're saying something stupid about JavaScript, but uh, <laughs> now I'm getting it about the business side too. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, so uh, I know we're kind of on a, on a we're going to have a, a quick little chat here, but to kind of catch up the audience, I think the last episode we left off on, um, we were talking about the deadlines and how the scope of, of the Framer Motion course was just creeping. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about how the scope of the Framer Motion course was kind of getting away from us. And um, something you pointed out and, and have pointed out before is like, really we have the most experience uh, with our business and, and our ideas doing this kind of weekly cadence thing. Kind of incremental delivery. Exactly. And we don't have a lot of experience doing big launches. And I know that's how you got started and became independent, which is kind of like the whole theme of this show is like, how can you replace your consulting income? Mm -hmm. And um, we just, you did it with a book launch, you did it with a video course, and we were trying to do like a micro version of that to build towards getting back to our subscription site. And it was just not really working out. So the whole idea there was like, we want to get back to a subscription site where we're making videos weekly or two videos a week. That was kind of like at the peak of Ember Map. That's what we were doing. I make a video a week on YouTube. It's a good fit. It plays to our strengths, like you said. But the, the, the course felt important for us because we hadn't really sold anything to people who had kind of discovered us since Ember Map. And since mm -hmm. we started teaching things like like React, you know, and animation and Tailwind and CSS stuff, kind of just more broadly. Um, so it felt like a good stepping stone. And uh, we've had this conversation before over the last two years, but in Vegas, it kind of felt like everything clicked. So um, I don't know. Do you remember anything like particular that was like kind of, I, I just feel yeah, like you I mean, had some I think, really good. I think like the main point that I was trying to make when, with our conversations is you were talking a lot about like, okay, we want to do this course. We want to release this a one-time sale because we want to make sure that we want to validate the idea. You know, we want to sell this thing, make sure that the people who are currently kind of paying attention to us are willing to pay us for this type of content. And uh, if that's true, then that's a good signal that we should keep working towards getting back to the, the subscription stuff. And um, I think my point was really just like, I don't think you need that validation. I think Ember Map, the people who paid for Ember Map are the same people, you know, they've just moved on to new technology and stuff anyways, because times change and tools change. 
And there's tons of other things out there selling subscription training stuff, Laracast, Egghead, you know, Railscast back in the day, Destroy All Software back in the day. Uh, it's something that I've personally paid for myself, still pay for myself. So it feels like I can say, you know, yes, I would pay for this, especially like me five years ago when I was much less in sort of like running a business mode and more in I love programming and that's what I'm obsessed with mode. Like I was hungry for any content I could find anywhere and paying for anything I could find. So just it just felt to me like there's you're not you don't need to validate that people will pay a recurring fee for educational programming content like that's validated that there's a market for that you know you don't know that they're necessarily going to buy it from you um or what it's going to take to build the trust to get people to buy it from you but you're not you know creating facebook for dogs you know it's not (laughs) like uh something that doesn't already exist field. out there you yep know? yep yeah so I, I i think like i was just trying to make the point that like i think you're you're basically drawing this whole thing out like farther than it needs to be like just like fucking launch the subscription site basically now you know with right. as little content as possible don't worry about making a big splash don't worry about like the fact that people aren't going to subscribe on day one just have it there and if it starts slow, who cares? At least it's there. Yeah, right. And now people that are watching YouTube stuff are going to hear about it, get some premium stuff up there. And we also talked a lot about like, okay, well, how, like, I think one of your concerns is like, there needs to be like a minimum threshold of content or benefit to even subscribe. So that's why at a minimum, it felt like this frame or motion course was going to be the thing. But I know like in our conversations too, even that wasn't really the plan. The plan was sort of, okay, can we put together like probably three, six video courses series, right. hopefully by the end of the year. That That's kind of what we talked about when we knew we right. were talking about this in like February May or something. Or whatever, yeah. Or, or March. Yeah, I don't know. Something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> and, uh, sell those independently get get, get to the point where okay now we have now we can sort of launch with maybe like 15 to 20 premium videos in these like three little mini courses and uh, now when you subscribe it feels like you're getting something already for your money you know Mm -hmm. um but with the fact that you know it's taking you guys a lot longer than you expected to get the the framer motion course out feels like is that going to happen again for the next series? The next series, does that mean that like, it's going to be maybe optimistically like next summer before you actually feel comfortable, like launching a uh, subscription site and also Framer motion 3.0 came out between now and then. Right. And now fuck the whole video series right. Right. <laughs> needs to be updated right? or, or whatever, but using like going the other way and just being like, you know what? Like let's get this Framer motion course done, launch the subscription site with that one thing. Now, when you start working on a new series, you can release the videos one at a time instead of having right. to wait for the video to be done. It just feels like, and that's what we did when we were at like delivery. peak Ember Map, and it was a great, great yeah. spot to be in. And then the other thing was just like, you know, I've been telling you like literally for years that you should just Pivot pick Ember, Ember Map. Map back up. You yeah, know? like it doesn't need to be a new thing. Like you guys kind of got burnt out on it because it was hard to grow under that brand with that focus because like you know, the tides had turned in terms of what technology was popular and stuff. And I think you would probably agree that in uh, 
hindsight, you probably wish that as soon as you sort of like saw the writing on the wall for like, you know, Ember is losing traction, React is getting bigger, you would have like probably started releasing React videos on the Ember map site under the Ember map name, you know, like, and then maybe rebrand it, rebrand it afterwards sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I I guess like my only point is that like, even though you've kind of like moved on from that site for a couple of years, that doesn't mean that that opportunity is gone. Yeah. And I think you can launch the new subscription site with all the Ember map content. You have to be like thoughtful about how you organize it and tell the story. But um, I think also including all the YouTube content on the site, is totally justifiable it's like this is like the home for all of our content premium or not premium youtube is a search engine to help people discover it but this is marketing channel you know right exactly um distribution and and then we also talked about okay well if you wanted to like you know i think like one of the things we also noticed last week when we were hanging out like i asked you um you know, when was the last time someone signed up for Ember Map? That's what I was going to say. And you were like, shit, we pull, well, we actually, it looks like we, we have like, we got two new customers this month and the yeah. site hasn't been touched <laughs> for like two years. Yeah. So if you, if you rebrand it and put up some, some new content, even if it's like one frame or motion video, you know, uh, it's, the site's already like it's working in the sense that like some people, people are, are literally signing up for it, it with it, and it's yeah it's not and, and you're fine with the site being up yeah. with doing the two yeah. customers a month so you just yeah. got to change your mindset around like yeah. okay it doesn't need to launch and get 500 customers sure. in the first month but if we can launch it and we can say and you can basically say to people uh you know we oh, we also talked about this yesterday i'm sorry i'm like so i have so many thoughts so I'm yeah like jump from thing to thing all the time <laughs> love it but uh you sent me like a teaser of one of the frame or motion videos you work working on or uh kind of like a first a first rough edit or something and i was watching it and it was really great but there was a lot of stuff in there where i've never used frame or motion myself like we used it on a bunch of sites uh at our company but i've never worked with the apis myself so there's a lot of stuff that was just like I'm having to kind of like pay really close attention and sort of connect the dots in my mind for what could that possibly be doing, you know? And uh, because I don't know what like motion.div is or what like some of these props. That are. was lesson I, two as well, by the way. I, maybe I didn't send you lesson one, but but still. Sure, sure. Yeah. But you know, we were kind of talking. You know, it would be probably cool to do like a frame or motion 101 video that uh, you put up on YouTube, even that kind of teaches everybody gives everyone an overview of the APIs, the mental model and like how it all works. And you can throw that up and in the YouTube video, you can mention, you know, you're working on this like advanced frame or motion series. And, uh, you know, the first couple videos have already up for premium subscribers or whatever. And, uh, like then you don't, you don't even really have to wait until the course is done. You just put them up there. Yeah. Like you could do that literally next week if you yeah. wanted to yep. and this obviously like the branding thing i think is the thing that you want to get sorted yes. out although i don't think that has to be as uh as overwhelming of a project as i think you have to be careful about the right scope of that but um and we talked about that you, too we talked about like you guys just launched tailwind jobs and how you were able to really scope that down and not even have yeah, a way to keep edit it like a low things, surface area. you know and just mm-hmm. right really really slim. yeah so i don't know i really like the idea of you just basically saying 
you know what? Like, let's just put it up. Let's communicate to people that, um, you know, do you want to be like basically like an early adopter sort of mindset? You know what I mean? It's it's uh, it's not that it's not ready or whatever. It's, you know, basically you're, you're betting on us because you like us. You're, bet- already. you're betting on us. Also, like, we have this content. Us. We have this content ready. Um, you know, why not share it with you now? You know, uh, yep. why hold these two videos back? If you want to check them out, they're up there. Right. And then we were also talking about, okay, well, what else could you do to sort of, cause I think like the biggest challenge is, is how do you, you, once you launch a subscription site, you want to do perks, you know, every week or so sure. something. and maybe the perk well, doesn't have to I, be a video. So we talked about it, other was, ideas. it was more about, okay, you're doing consulting. You got, you don't have the ability to work full time on content. Right. You want to do a weekly YouTube videos, right. Those which are is like hard. And that's important because that's the funnel. And right. it's, it's super, I mean, it's super important. That is, that is going to be, you got to compress the spring, right? It's you gotta a non-negotiable. Do, you got to put yeah. free stuff out there um, yep. and kind of earn people's trust and, and build up that uh, goodwill. So I think you got to do that no matter what. But then if the site also needs, you know, if the subscription needs to provide X, Y, Z to be worth it, how do you, how do you get that stuff in there? So we were talking through like, how can you, how can you make the subscription valuable without it being extra work for you? So we had mm-hmm. ideas like maybe the code samples or the sample projects from the YouTube videos are for subscribers only. only. Right. And I think that's a good example of something where, of course, everyone would be more stoked if it was free, but you can piece it together just watching the video if you want. Right. And, and I will say, like from my experience creating educational content, most people who watch videos just watch the video. Like they right. don't actually go and try to do it themselves or whatever right. um, for but better or five, for worse. You know right. what I mean? But there's 5% of them who want to ask me a question about it. And I've, I get that mm-hmm. in my comments or they want to yeah. poke around the code. They open uh-huh. a PR to one of my demo repos yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And for those yeah. people, they obviously like what I have to say and want more. And this is a way for them to get yeah. more, you know, which is cool. Yeah. So um, we talked about like, you guys already had this with Ember map, but you had like a private Slack. You yep. created like a discord for this. Yep. That's just for members where people can hang out, uh, ask questions and with an actual better chance of, you know, getting a reply. Right. You could do like, um, like a, a Q and a Q and a, kind of live stream thing or something and, and that could that could be streamed on youtube publicly but maybe like only subscribers get to ask questions or yep. something you know just finding out things that you can do that uh, uh provide value but are are lower investment and it's maybe it won't like convert as well as just having that rich deep video library but first there'll be better some people who will until right. you get there you right. know Right. And just try and buy back a little bit of that time. We also talked right. about like, can you, uh, can you, yeah, I even forgot about that, but I was going to mm-hmm. say like, can you, can you get people, companies to sponsor the YouTube videos? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pay 1500 mm-hmm. bucks to a uh, sponsor a video. And, you know, we were, we were tossing around this idea like yesterday about uh, the tailwind job board. We're trying to figure out like, how do we get some more momentum on that? Because we're basically starting a new business there and it's like, mm-hmm. It's hard work to, hard. Get to succeed, <laughs> um, and I, and you know one of the ideas we're tossing around is should we try to like should we give it its own brand instead of mm. even doing like tailwind jobs because I think what we're finding is that like 
we're getting less postings than we expected, but I think it's because no one is hiring Tailwind developers. Right. They're hiring React developers that right. use Tailwind when they want to style things or Vue developers. No one has Tailwind in their job title. So it's just like, it's, it doesn't feel I love, like the natural I mean, fit I love for the positioning of, of it, which is like uh, companies who care a lot about But even that tooling. wasn't the V1 positioning. You know, yeah. like that was an evolution of what, right. where we started too. And uh, we're starting to think that if we really want it to be as big as we, we need it to be for it to be worth kind of like investing in that it needs to be like crafted um, jobs or craftsman jobs needs, or something like something. that. It needs know. to be something, something where it doesn't feel weird to post a react job. Um, right. Cause I, in my mind, it shouldn't be weird now, but it's not clicking for people the way right. that we, we would need it to. But you know, when I was thinking about that, I was thinking, well, if we're building a new brand, we have to like build awareness for it. We've got to get in front of everybody. Obviously we can leverage a tailwind audience mm-hmm. and stuff a bit there. But, oh, you know, maybe we could sponsor Sam's videos. Mm. And, you know, this video is, like, brought to you mm-hmm. by fucking Artisan jobs or whatever, jobs. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? And, uh, cool. you know, if you care about, like, building stuff as awesome as the stuff that we talk about right. in these videos, right. you know, these companies are looking for people like you who care about those details. That's cool. That's cool. You know? Yeah, that's great. Uh, but I don't know if we're going to do it. We probably won't. Sure, sure. <laughs> but no, I, I think know, that's cool. I could see the value in my mind of like wanting to reach that type of audience. I mean, the know? guy, actually the guy uh, uh, co-founded Framer has been noticing I've been, I've been teaching Framer Motion and he actually mm-hmm. just was messaging, you know, and he was like, have you tried out Framer yet? I was like, I actually haven't, you know? <laughs> He's like, Which that's is the like, whole point and I never will this. because yeah. uh, I'm a programmer. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, everyone has a price, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, but um, no, I uh, I know we we got to cut this off soon, and uh, I got that like was awesome. Twenty minutes. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, that was like a lot of tactics. That that was like a great recap of like last week or two of us talking about all this. I think one valuable takeaway for me, for maybe people who are listening to this and kind of who are more in like our shoes. Uh, where we're still trying to find a fit there and haven't had like a successful escape hit escape velocity yet in any of our businesses is you know we started ember map and we got to that point where we were kind of stepping away starting to step away from it we hadn't gone to microconf yet we hadn't met you or anybody else in our circles who had a lot of this kind of wisdom about uh running a business and a couple of things uh, stuck out, which was like, first of all, the thing when you were like, well, let's pull up your bare metrics and see, has anyone subscribed in the last 30 days? Okay, they have for a site we haven't mm-hmm. touched in a while. Um, the feeling about the site and when we were gonna stop making videos, even though uh, we didn't ever p- promise any video schedule, it's just that's when we had stopped, right? Um, for a while, and then we had some other people make videos and they stopped. But if you think about like a SaaS product, and my, I was just talking to my, my other buddy last night came over and uh, he runs a company, a, a SaaS company, and they don't, they do the same. He's like, it's actually the same thing for like a true SaaS software company where they don't really make promises for the roadmap because you don't know based on your resources no. how things are going to change. Dude, and, the, and the, the tools that I pay for, man, I couldn't tell you the last time they added a new feature because right. I paid for what was there. You know, right. And um, we still get and, and just like you said, like it, we had two new subscribers because they want access to us there. We have teams who love that they're 
their their teams can watch these videos because there's not a lot of Ember content out there. This is good stuff, and they're working on Ember apps from you know over the last ten years or whatever. So yeah, uh, it's like it's kind of like the problem of thinking with your own wallet that like mistake that you make when you're a business, like you shouldn't think with your own wallet. If you're doing consulting and you're like sitting there asking someone for $30,000, you're like, that's so much money, but you're thinking with your own wallet. It's a problem. And in the same case here, it's like, you know, people can subscribe to Netflix and watch an old show and then cancel. It's no problem. You shouldn't be, yeah. they'd be there beating yourself up for it. So I think something that I've kind of learned is like, or something that we need to work on continuing to correct is the adjustment in the psychology of it and how we see what's valuable and also how we see the ability to adapt and uh you know thinking about instead of thinking about like this big bet and it's either a success or a failure it's like you said if like two or three years ago we had just published a react video on embermaps.com that might have been all it took and you know you you said this too in vegas you were basically like um businesses have to adapt like they change like you rebrand Another thing you said was like, I was all being nervous about going back into subscription model. You're like, if you don't like it in a year, you can change it. You, you can change it to a one-time, a lifetime access payment. And it's more like some of the stuff that the, the websites that the, the YouTubers put up. And mm -hmm. uh, it's just, I think all of these different things were helping me realize. And again, I think maybe if someone was earlier in their kind of entrepreneurial career and trying to start something, everything can feel risky. And I, I think fear was driving a lot of the psychology of, of me thinking about what we wanted to do next, which maybe is partially maybe subconsciously why the course dragged out because it was scary thinking about trying to do a course launch that wasn't going to be that big and what how that was going to affect things where it's like, you really have to kind of embrace you do have to kind of embrace this like iterative mindset and changing things. And, and you know, even you just said you already changed the position of the job board. It's been out for like a week, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I just thought that was a nice takeaway from all these conversations, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's important to, I mean, I it, I get caught by it all the time. You're like trying to make a decision and you feel like you have to make the perfect decision. And it's so easy to forget that like every single decision is Reversible basically. You know, like yeah. almost every decision for sure. Right. Um, like the hard one we made was when we decided to offer this like lifetime all access thing for Toe and UI. That's like something that we cannot undo, but we can stop selling it. Right. You know, and uh, sell a different thing to new people. Cause like when, when we were launching the all access thing, we were thinking the original plan was to make it a subscription for teams and make it a one-time purchase for individuals under the guise that like people join and leave teams. So you have a number of seats and you can reassign them and, Companies are less sensitive to paying for things. Uh, this was like years ago. This no, this was like, like in May. We oh were wow! These conversations because we just launched this all access thing in June. Got when we you. launched the templates because you were never thinking about doing subscription at the beginning. Well, I mean, I'm sure you considered. We that. tossed it around, of yeah. course, you know. But uh, you know, we were planning to do that, and then uh, we kind of got cold feet about it because we were thinking, well if we have like the personal plan and the team plan and one's one-time payment and one subscription, is that kind of like create friction for teams and be like, uh, why don't I just like buy a personal one and we'll just like share the password and feel guilty about it or, or that's whatever. what they did you for Ember map. Yeah. Yeah. You know what <laughs> Engine I mean? room so, at acme.com or whatever. Yeah. So we just kind of decided, uh, let's like hold off on that 
Oh, well, I mean, it was it was a, it felt like a hard decision at the time because we we're like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? And then, you know, we have to keep reminding ourselves like we can launch this with a lifetime team plan and then remove that and make it a subscription a month later. As long as you don't fuck with the existing customers. Right. You can run any experiments that you want, you know. Right. Um, right. We haven't actually done that, but, you know, it it was really like a light bulb going off my head, recognizing that so many of the hard decisions that we were making on the website about like what products we still want to sell, what, what bundles we want to like discontinue. Cause like you used to be able to buy like toned UI marketing, e-commerce, e-commerce. application UI components as like a bundle. Right. And we kind of turned that into all access. So we gave anyone who owned that the templates, the new templates too. But we weren't sure about that originally. We were thinking maybe all access should be like four ninety nine, and that bundle should still exist and be two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And you know what should we do there? Blah 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 blah. Eventually, just kind of decided uh, four ninety nine felt like a lot of money. It feels like we're going to launch with like four templates or five templates or whatever. It feels like you want more for it to be valuable. But guess what? We could wait six months until there's 16 templates and then look at the product kind of fresh, like what exists and be like, okay, are these prices right? Are what we're, is what we currently sell makes Aligned sense? Aligned with you the know? value. Um, Even so Netflix it, raises it, it, prices. <laughs> yeah. It, so it just kind of felt like um, as long as you're nev- not making something worse, then there's no problem you know what i mean like so even if we knew this wasn't we didn't feel like this is a perfect like product lineup you know or the perfect pricing for everything uh it can always be changed so it didn't really matter um so that gave me like a lot of i don't know it just like helped me make progress you know because i'm stuck because yeah yeah and 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 you know, and I know too, like from building products that like your backlog changes as soon as the thing you're building gets in touch with the real world, like instantly mm-hmm. everything yeah. that you were an- antagonizing or agonizing over in your, in your own head, you know, in all of the, what ifs games that you're playing, once real people start using it, they're telling you what it should be. And so, yeah. um, I guess it's the same for product. I mean, it is the same thing, but from the business side, thinking about it, it's just, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yep. I think, uh, the fear of the wrong decision can be tough to get over. You have to get over that. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important one to recognize that, uh, most decisions are reversible. So, so you say that you still kind of run into that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the last one I can think of was the example I just gave yep. like back in in the early summer when we were planning out this all access launch. Like, we spent so much time thinking about the pricing and stuff, yeah. like hundreds of hours of yeah. not doing anything except me and Steve and Jonathan being on calls, like flip flopping back and forth yeah. <laughs> about what what we thought was good. And, do you uh, fi- do you find that yeah. you got kind of go into like a a commit phase where you're like, all right that we we have to go now and just we're going to focus on like building you know like you're kind of coming down the hill uh-huh. in the I mean, or whatever. me and steve have learned at this point that it's almost like barely worth talking about pricing too far too early in like a product cycle because no matter what we're going to have that conversation again like day before launch 
every right. single time, you know? So that's what we kind of tried to do this time. But Jonathan <laughs> wanted to talk about it, basically. But we were kept <laughs> saying, you know, like, we're going to have another one of these, like, marathon calls about pricing literally the week that we're supposed to launch. It's going to happen no matter what we decide today. So let's just, like, not think about it and, until that call because that call will happen. It's unavoidable. And it did happen. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, like... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely happened. Like we had in Basecamp to dos assigned to people to work on the subscription billing for the team stuff. You know, like that was shaped and ready right, to right, be right. worked on. And then right before someone picked it up, I was like, actually, no, we're not going to do that. You know, like yeah. So yeah, um, pricing, man. Pricing is is brutal, uh, but but easy to change also and and and, and e easy. easy enough to change and also possible to go between things like a subscription and and a one-time payment i think it was just it was kind of tying it back to the the beginning of this is, is just um you're around some more experienced people you hear all these tactics that you kind of were like just kind of brain dumping at the beginning and it, and it helps kind of get over the fear and it's just like yeah just take the leap and uh also like you can see a very concrete first step there. You don't have to worry about a big, at least for me, for what fits for us at the stage we're at, the idea of like even soft launching something, putting it out there, seeing it real is is um, is pretty exciting to me and um, feels like the, obviously the right next step, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like another strategy that would be helpful for you guys that, um, you know, we always talk, me and you, about how it feels like you guys do best when you have smaller um, projects that are being released more frequently. Mm -hmm. You know, like get a video out every week. That's mm -hmm. like the right amount of stuff. Whereas like, so I was trying to think about like, am I the same way? And I think I am. Because when I did like my refactoring a collections book, that was like a big project. It was the mm -hmm. first thing that I did that I sold on my own. I was working full time while I was doing it, doing it just evenings and weekends. And I released the, um, it took me like th probably four months or something, I think, to do the whole thing from like initial idea to, to launching it. And um, I don't think I could have done it if my goal was just, okay, start today, four months from now, like release a book. The thing that kept me succeeding with that was that I had a newsletter and I made this like promise to myself that like I'm sending an email every single week. And a lot of that came from like reading Nathan Barry stuff and just like really kind of like almost getting scared that if I didn't send an email every week that it was going to be the waste succeed, of effort. Right. You know what I mean? So I actually felt like my real um deadlines were these newsletters not the release of the mm. of the product and the newsletters every single one of them had to contain like a free video or a free chapter mm. or something so there was always work getting done because it needed to get done to be mm. put in the in the newsletter interesting you know? mm -hmm. so i don't know what the takeaway from that is necessarily but week. yes like i i need incremental deadlines to do anything too, you know, same with all my other courses. It was the same way it was. And, and I think I'm like you too, in a way where, um, when I get something done, like I like have to find people to share it with, you yeah. know, because I'm just like pumped and I yeah. want that, uh, kind of feedback. Um, yep. you know, uh, that 
of being able to give it to someone and have them tell me it's good and like feel motivated about it you know yep. Yep. so being able to do that with like your audience is yep. actually is actually the ultimate definitely um, that's why i love youtube videos you know mm-hmm. yeah and the comments and everything and um yeah yeah i i so think, I, yeah. I think like mm-hmm. for this frame or motion course like yeah if even if you do want to like wait till it's all done and release it as a as a course um you need to like commit to some schedule of of basically updating your audience on it and the thing that motivated me too for like the book and for other stuff was like if i know i have to send an email every week well like the longer it takes me the more stuff i have to give away for free and the less value there's going to be in paying for the yeah. product you know what i mean <laughs> right uh, that's true actually yeah if i can get it done in four weeks and send out four free sample chapters versus 12 weeks sending out 12 free sample chapters right yeah so that was kind of like a motivation too um but yeah i i don't know what the exact strategy should be i know you said like you you kind of want to treat YouTube as your, as your newsletter, which I think is, uh, is totally viable. I think that totally is a reasonable way to go. So, but it's also kind of weird to do like a weekly update on my projects video. You know what I mean? Um, it could be a little thing you slam into a video at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's kind of like when I see the people who have kind of courses and they're, and that's how they're using their YouTube channel. Um, that's how they do it. Like I, and I've gotten so much value from like the, the filmmaking side of YouTube that, that, you know, I've been watching over the last couple of years and there's this one guy, Caleb Pike, he does like DSLR, DSLR video shooter. And I've learned so much from him on YouTube. That's why I love YouTube because like, it really is a gift. It's not, there's, I never feel like these people are who, who do it well. Oh, put your email in here and I'll send you a 45 minute webinar that's going to basically be like a lead magnet, you know, or content marketing. I mean, it kind of is, but it's like you actually learn, you know, and Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. And then you realize like, oh yeah, Caleb mentions like, if you, if there's anything specific you're looking for, or you want some of the information on this this channel, that's in a more organized, condensed way, check out dslrvideoshooter.com. I have courses there and he had one for like the Sony a6500 or whatever. So I bought no brainer, $20, no brainer bought it. And it was Mm -hmm. great after having watched hours and hours of his stuff on YouTube. So, um, I don't, yeah, maybe we'll eventually do. We had a newsletter that was more or less automated from Ember Map, just showing the latest videos with their descriptions every two weeks, and people like that. Mm-hmm. It reminded them of what's new. You, you um, don't like how YouTube lets you do like those like fucking overlays that you can like click yes, on. Yes, I need like to that. get. I, I need want, to learn how to do those. I wonder if there's room to do like you know. Oh, like maybe maybe you could even do like some time limited thing where, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like for the first week that this YouTube video is out, you can be like, you know, I got, I I just finished up one of these videos for like my frame or motion course. Mm -hmm. um, Watch it for free. Which which you can watch for free um, until this date or whatever. We used to do that on Ember map. Actually it was a great way we grew early on. We would release, and this is when we would release a course at a time, which also caused problems. But it was cool because we put it out for free for like a week and mm-hmm. a bunch of people saw it. Yeah. And then, but I guess and, I'm specifically like saying I would, the way I would do it in the newsletter is I right. wouldn't tweet out these chapters or mm-hmm. anything like that. It would just be exclusive to the newsletter. Mm-hmm. So trying to like recreate that with YouTube mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a little tricky. Although you, you could, you could still put it in there and just have it as an unlisted YouTube video and never take it down and just mm-hmm. like 
just let people get to it who watched the video. You know what I mean? And kind of hurt, saw you mention it sort of thing. Yep. Um, some some YouTubers like do like, they put a code in their description and the first thousand people who use the code get some perk, some benefit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Encourages you to kind of have your subscriptions on or whatever. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I still think it'd be really interesting for you to explore like the GitHub sponsors stuff as like yeah. a, a mechanism for bootstrapping it where it feels like i know More like what Patreon. you want to sell as a, a product but until you feel like the product like is delivering on the value making adding this like supporting the creator element to it i think would help but it, it's probably messy in terms of trying to reconcile all that stuff into proper subscriptions one day and and stuff so so i, I don't know maybe that's just the positioning that you put on like the uh, website and you do it with stripe yourself you know github is nice because it's like one click and you're done because they already have your payment details that is awesome and all that stuff um that is and really it does cool. let you do like the private repos for sponsors mm -hmm. only like there is some cool stuff there like caleb just uses github sponsors even to, like buy his vs code course you just like sponsor him on github to get it i think wow i don't think um he just uses it as a payment processor that's interesting basically um but it's a little weird it's you know. it's a little weird but the low friction is pretty cool but yeah i do like yeah. the idea of like a, of a if if the subscription ends up you know ember map was always basically 30 dollars a month uh whatever this one ends up being it, it is cool to think about there being like maybe a five dollar a month that gets you the code to the youtube videos and gets you in the private discord and then you have an account on this new website whatever it's going to be called and you can get all the code and then you start to see there's other premium videos on there. So if you want more, you yeah. can upgrade your account to like the full mm -hmm. access kind of thing. Yeah. I, I really like that model. Like the, the thing that made me think of that originally was watching some like people do like guitar covers on YouTube mm. and seeing they had like a Patreon. And in the description, it was like, if you want like the backing track that I made that I played along to here and you want the guitar tab. That oh, that's I, pretty cool. I figured out this song and stuff. Subscribe on Patreon and you get the backing tracks and the tabs for like all the cover. That's pretty that easy, I actually. I mean, and you, you know? feel good about that, too. I mean, I did totally. that with the Matt Diavella guy. He, it was the same thing. Yeah. He 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 does the filmmaking stuff, the habit courses, and all that. He has a Patreon for five dollars a month. You get the secret podcast where he talks about the gear he uses to make his podcast and, and shoot his videos, and and you get mm -hmm. a couple of extra videos that show how he does color grading. It was a no brainer. I did that yeah. for a few months. Yeah, I canceled it afterwards, and it felt great. You know. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what like the best play is, but I do I do think that's interesting. Like there, there's a world where like instead of trying to launch the subscription site right away, you mm -hmm. do wait to launch the subscription site until like it feels like you can like kind of put it out with a bit of a bang. But that doesn't mean you can't start charging people literally today. Start doing it through like the GitHub sponsor stuff, maybe and give people access to kind of these perks and like grow it as more of like a Patreon type of model. Um which mm -hmm. again, like Caleb is doing like 300 grand a year from GitHub mm -hmm. sponsors, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not awesome. like it's uh That's fantastic. In, it's real money, you know? Oh yeah. Um, hopefully he's okay with me uh, saying that on the podcast. I think he is. He's pretty, he's pretty open about that stuff. So I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to throw uh, more options into the mix. Cause I do think just like just getting it, just getting it live is, is the way to go. I think it is too. I, I think it is too. But I, I do think like it, it's worth considering that positioning like from, from the beginning. Even if the positioning isn't like on the website, although you could have like a like a sign up page 
that's kind of like, well, it depends how you want to do it. Like I was going to say, you could have a sign up page that is the one you link to from YouTube, but it's yeah. not like the one that's easily discovered from the site, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And that's the one where it's like, thanks for like following me on YouTube. You know, if you want to subscribe, you know, help support the channel and get access to more stuff, like it could be like the, the landing page for YouTube subscribers, mm -hmm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you can tell like the right story there that aligns with kind of what you're talking about in YouTube. And then the people that find the site from Google, maybe the pitch for them is a little bit different. Right. You know, um, I don't think it has to be necessarily you can have different you... cover video for your channel for subscribers and unsubscribers on youtube yeah it's like when you land on youtube.com slash sam salkoff sure they can yeah show you different I, I i just mean more like the actual if you go through the someone... flow yeah like if, yeah like the link in the description to sign up sp speaks directly to people coming from youtube because you sort of right. understand their context and then like the main sign up link on the site you assume is people who have found it from google or or whatever and those people maybe get like a slightly different positioning or whatever but even that i don't know is totally necessary i i kind of think if i were you i would figure out the branding i would get all the youtube content on the site yep. as well yep if only not if only but like partially to like push the ember map content further into the past if right. that makes sense so it doesn't look like that's just just to to set the stage for like this is the type of content and this is how that, frequently that we it's make. going to be coming and stuff and it's and it looks just like a hub for free content mostly right. ish you know there's like a gopro thing maybe where you can say like get access to like the bat our back catalog right. um of all our like spa architecture right videos reaching all the way back to the heyday of ember js yeah. you know what i mean like, <laughs> position it that way where it's yeah, you know good. it's um and uh access to like new videos as we're releasing them including like the frame or motion course that we're working on right now because obviously this page is going to need to be like yeah. changing every month yep. basically based on like what what content's available and what promises you can make and stuff yeah uh, but also include like the, the source code examples and, yep. and all that stuff i don't know if you ever talk in the videos do you ever say in the videos like you know if you want the source code it's in the description i have said that a few times but i stopped saying that and i just put it in the description um, yeah so but if you wanted to you could go back and remove those from the description and make mm -hmm. them subscriber only retroactively, right. you know? Right. Yep. Um, yep. Or you could like put the source code there. Yeah, I, I don't know. You you can- I could just start doing it for it's new all videos dynamic, too. You know? like, not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it would be cool if, yeah. And, and, and the way you build out the site too, you can surface that a lot better because totally. you can- you, you already do this on Ember Map, I'm sure, but the, instead of it just being like a fucking text area with exactly. some shit in it, like it's, it's a real down. UI where yep. the affordances are there and like yep. you can actually yep. see, here's the button to download the source code yep. or whatever. Exactly. You know, and that totally. stuff can be like, um, the, then on those videos too, for people who are like coming to the site from, I mean, that's another thing you could do in the YouTube descriptions. You could put the source code through like a redirect on your site so that anyone who clicks it, if they're not logged in, it goes to like a page that's like mm -hmm. to get the access mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to access mm -hmm. the source code for this video and all the other videos that are part of our fucking website, you know, uh, sponsor the, the, uh, right. The channel, you know, sponsor the channel. Right. And, um, right. 
Honestly, totally. like that might that might be like the, the way easiest even... way to get basically not use the get the strangeness of like having a GitHub sponsor and our own thing, but yeah. giving it an, into a five dollar a month sponsorship of the channel. Uh-huh. And once you I, I like that, that, I like yeah. that idea of yeah. like of launching Hello. it with like sponsor the channel as what you're doing and yeah. not like sign up for the pro plan. You Interesting. Know I mean? You know what I'm saying? It feels like more like. I, I, it feels easier to do that. It feels like an easier sell in the early days. You can change right. it, of course, right. later right. when it's right. like clearly you're buying a product. Right. But I love the idea of that's pretty interesting. The call to action being sponsor the channel. You know? That's pretty interesting. Um, that's pretty interesting. Because we were already going to have each YouTube video. Basically, I have like all these links on each description. And, um, you know, instead, I was going to just point to like the video on the new website. Um, which would have a richer experience for watching it, right? You get the video, but you also get, um, again, the code. Maybe you get, maybe there's a, eventually mm-hmm. a forum where you can discuss it or you just are in the Discord where you can talk about it or whatever it is. I was even thinking it'd be cool to like, I think there's probably a way to do this. A lot of people ask me about my, my shortcuts. What if there's a toggle on the site that you can overlay the shortcut thing and show my keyboard shortcuts? You'd like toggle that on and off. You could do yeah. all sorts of cool Seems stuff. Seems like... A big investment for low ROI. Well, but, uh, but anyways, I, like, I think it's a cool idea. If it was it's easy like, to do, you know, how do you enhance the yes, experience? The experience. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Like to me, that feels like an awesome way to get it off the ground. Like CTA sponsor the channel. Yeah. I don't know exactly how you tie it into like the the Ember Map stuff. Like the I know originally videos. we were talking like you're literally going to take the Ember Map code base and like reskin it. Maybe right. this does make more sense to be like a new site. Right that does include like the ember map stuff right it, it that's the trickiest part i think is like especially transitioning existing customers over to over to the new site because some of them just might not be the right fit even you know you never know like the pe- like the I story eventually told about you- like the 10 year old ember map and people are trying to find that content and now you're basically saying well now we're not gonna make stuff for you anymore i'm sorry yeah but, but uh, a lot of people who it's people. not i mean we still have um lots of enough customers active we have i think over three thousand people on our email list who were at one point or not customers something like that mm-hmm. and so a lot of those people we have a reason when you unsubscribe that um you why did you cancel and a lot of it was we no longer use ember love the videos but we no longer use ember so i think that's fine and i think there could be eventually if we get the new site to the point where we can put all the youtube content that's what we want all youtube content all the video podcasts maybe even clips of those event we did that kind of thing too and all the new content we can ingest all the ember content too and there's ember series that are great for people who are doing react or view or whatever because they're kind of teaching at the architecture level and we'll probably redo those in react but there's still a lot of value there now mm-hmm. and um I think eventually if we ingest it, we can do plenty of good service to folks who are traditionally Ember developers there too, you know, yeah. and just filter by Ember map or filter by Ember or something like that. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think I do think the sponsor is an interesting angle transition. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, honestly, cool. I really do because cool. especially because it's not like the GitHub one where it's like, okay, well shit. Now we have all these customers in GitHub and we yeah. somehow have to get them into Stripe because like, eventually it starts to feel weird that it's driven through github right but this lets you kind of get some of that same benefit which is just like that 
oh, whoa, whoa, is poor little Sam. Please put some money in my hat. You know, which is like <laughs> what you're trying to... Sifting the gold from yeah, the, exactly. the water. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I, I think that would be good. And I think that would let you, um, you know, if you can buy back a little bit of time to be we'll a, make you know, it's a flywheel, you know, it's like the more yeah. time you can buy back, exactly. the more opportunity you can create to buy back more time. You and know? that's the it's story. Like, like people like my stuff and they want more. And it's like, let's figure out how to make this sustainable together. Cause I want to teach you more. I have so much I want to share and I'm right now I'm mm -hmm. like limited. And so how can we, yeah, it's kind of a cool yeah. story. Cool, I like man. it. So I think you should do that. I think figure out what That's that site looks like. I think this idea of like the redirects from like the descriptions is smart. I think it's mm -hmm. it's basically the Tailwind UI thing where like on all the things it's like get the code takes you to the pricing page. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of like uh, let let people declare their intent and mm -hmm. you know and then right. uh, give them that opportunity make it clear that it's like premium stuff um i don't think that has to feel like deceptive or anything right totally um so i don't know i think that would be cool to to set some of that stuff up figure out a way to make that that pitch figure out what the i don't know if you want to do this under like a big whatever the rebranded kind of thing ends up being or if it's like sam salikoff mm -hmm. TV, you mm -hmm. know <laughs> i don't know right 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 um but uh interesting or 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 if it's like, I think it'd be weird if it redirected to Ember map, you know? So you probably mm -hmm. do want, um, I think you do want to make a site that's kind of like your YouTube channel, you know, recreated, like do any Basically like a Patreon slash Sam you know? Salkoff or something like that. I mean, that's kind of what yeah. you would expect. Um, but does like, does like MKBHD have like his own website that shows you all the YouTube videos or does no one on YouTube do that, you know? Um, I think if a I lot go to MKBHD them, and I go to his, I mean, it's just a shop, you mm -hmm. know, there's no, there's nothing. He doesn't have like an index view of all his videos. It's yeah. YouTube is the site that does seem like the YouTuber way. Yeah. But they're also not doing like, you know, there's natural things you'd want as a part of the coding video that maybe is not for like a tech review video. You know, I guess. I mean, I guess you. I guess you could have gone about it either way, but. Um, yeah. Does Jeffrey Wade? What does he do? He has like a Laracast YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he posts stuff there. We so we yeah, I mean, actually he posts up, stuff there pretty regularly. You know. Yeah. But he still the Laracast is the real right. hub. We used to do that with Ember Map, and we would have a free video every like four videos, and we would cross post it to YouTube, and it was great. Because a lot of people, yeah. there was people who signed up for Ember Map, their teams, they couldn't watch YouTube because it was blocked from their corporate domain. So they loved, mm -hmm. they actually loved that our content was was all on our website because. So like Vimeo on the website. Exactly. And cross on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's the move, man. I think, I think it like is build too. A, build a site that showcases all the current YouTube stuff. Yep. Start with like making the code and maybe like a community because those are like things you can do in five seconds. Right like subscriber only perks we also talked about like maybe you can give people access to like the youtube videos like a week early yeah you know get shift the schedule by a week yep. and um sponsors get like the video a week ahead of time or whatever or uh 
because again like you're doing the work anyways yeah. and that provides value to people and takes no extra work for you yeah so those are the sort of opportunities i think you have to look for to be able to kind of like claw out of the fucking hole right. you know yeah um so i don't know that's what i would do I, I would figure out what is this website try not to like overcomplicate it or uh, make it an overwhelming project and figure out what the perks are that you want to offer and then start trying to get people to sponsor the channel you know to me that's the path and that mm-hmm. and then the frame of motion stuff like i think like literally you have two videos done right now i think yeah so i say like do like the 101 video before mm-hmm. you make those ones public but i honestly think you should make those two videos like, available to sponsors like before you even finish the other ones mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yep. like yep now you don't even have to finish a course like now you have right. a plan to like literally start getting paid within you sh- you could two do it by the end of something. the month yeah. you know mm-hmm. um and uh get those get those videos i mean end of the month a little on the Sam Selkoff timeline, I think that's <laughs> not going to happen. But yeah, you I, get I would say by the customer. end of September, if yeah. you don't, if you don't have a website <laughs> where people can sponsor the channel, get access to two frame or motion videos, and have a frame or motion one on one video live by like the end of September, well, like I'd be like really embarrassed for you. Okay. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that can be done. Um, and to me, that's like a okay, literally like the the. The, what has to happen the machine is in motion now you yeah know? like right we have real people that, that's another the thing doors. we've talked about in vegas was like we have a real thing work we have something real happening there's real people paying us money and there, there's a healthy pressure there to, to provide those perks that are going to meet the value uh-huh. that they want um, yeah and even if it means like there's not a lot of premium content still for a while and you're just like living off of the people that are happy to sponsor just to support and to get the code samples and to be part of the community, that's going to not convert as well as having lots of premium content, but But, it's going to work. It's going to be some people, you know, and it's going to help you build that momentum and get more of the content on there. That's going to convert more people. Absolutely. It's kind of like us when we, when we did like the Tailwind UI application UI marketing stuff, that was like our MVP appeal to a lot of people but then we add e-commerce now it appeals to even more people right now we right. add templates now, now it, it appeals to even the, more yep. people mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. you just got to figure out like everyone has their own threshold for like when it's worth forking over the cash right um so right 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 yeah good stuff man good stuff cool <laughs> i'm gonna go out for lunch with my kids now but yeah this is fun i like yeah. uh I like these conversations. Me too. Me too. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, um, uh, let's all hope uh, speed recovery for Herman. Be back on the mic soon. We look forward to give him an update on all this stuff. Be fun to talk to him again. But uh, for now, that was uh, I was Adam Wadden on the on the pod, and um, yeah, we'll see you all soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.